it's Ellie and Rob here from HeartSquare and welcome back to the HeartSquare podcast. We've got another really interesting podcast to bring to you today. Um, so this week we are joined by HeartSquare team and they explore sort of just why they are motivated to spend so much time working with nonprofits um, on digital projects. And I think they share some really common sort of thoughts and traits with the rest of our team um, about their ambitions. And, you know, we are a small team. There is there's not a huge number of us, but I think we are quite ambitious. Absolutely. I think we are. And I think you know, the, the team comes together around a bunch of common themes. You know, it's a really demanding job that the consultants have. Um, they spend over 200 days a year each working on those digital projects that you mentioned with nonprofits, and it's a very specific reason we work with nonprofits and only with nonprofits. So motivation really is really is important, fundamental to what we do. Uh, so the guys, like you say, explain why they've been drawn to HeartSquare, the work that they do, kind of why they joined us, and what it's like to work for us. Um, and actually, it's timely as well because we, as you know, Ellie, you know, we're currently refreshing our mission, vision and values um, and we're in a position today as we're recording this that we can actually share our new mission statement um, with everybody so it is enabling amazing organizations to do extraordinary things and for me and for us you know and, and for us across HeartSquare that really does encapsulate exactly what we're all about yeah definitely so we hope you enjoy this episode we'll uh, get right into it but don't forget if you do enjoy it do let us know by leaving us a review and don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss our latest episodes hello hello (laughs) um so i think it'd be nice to uh introduce ourselves and maybe say where we are in the world lauren i am in the lovely borough of Elephant and Castle um, in London which I'm in the nicer bit and it is actually really lovely I can walk to, up to the river um, if I want to go for a walk and yeah it's still seeing people so I don't feel too far removed. And Matt? Uh, so today I am in Crystal Palace which I think is in the borough of Croydon um, <laughs> yeah um, just Enjoying lockdown. (laughs) (laughs) I am in Collier's Wood, which no one seems to know where that is, which is next to South Wimbledon, sort of between South Wimbledon and Tooting. So also south of the river, the three of us. So I think uh, we all work for HeartSquare, don't we? Um, (laughs) I think it'd be nice to just have a little chat about what it is that drew us to HeartSquare to work here mm-hmm. um, and what it is about the company why we applied and and how we found it since working here I think would be nice to to discuss so maybe Matt we'll come to you first. Sure um, I suppose gentle introductions aside I am a senior business change consultant at Heart Square um, and have been with the organisation since September 2017 and I think in a nutshell or in brief, I had worked a lot for uh, not-for-profit organisations um, in various different sectors. We'll probably talk a little bit more on that anon. And I probably was on the cusp of a consultancy role. And I think 
in light terms, I also wanted a break from being inside an organisation and everything that that means. So when Heart Square came along as an opportunity, I was very interested because it kind of gave me a practice approach, uh, an organisation, a company, um, whilst also allowing me to become a consultant and view organisations a little bit more from the outside. Oh, yeah. lovely. Thanks, Matt. And Lauren? I um, I actually worked with Matt in a previous life and, yeah, saw uh, the job role for Heart Square and contacted Matt to say, what's it like? What's the company like? Um, and got the lowdown before I applied for the job. And I think initially I was I was intrigued at the work that Heart Square does because it is quite a hybrid. Um, I've worked private before and I've worked non-profit and I can definitely see the difference in working in the two. I wanted to work non-profit. Um, I feel like my role is doing a bit of good. It's helping to make a difference. Um, and then speaking with Matt, he said the culture at Heart Square was really good, really, really supportive. And as well, I was interested in being a consultant. I like the consultancy role. Um, but just not sure I wanted to be out there by myself, doing it on my own without any support, without a team around me. And Heart Square offered, you know, we work as a practice. There's so much expertise within the different members um, of staff. There's so much knowledge that we all share and that everyone's really, really good um, at sharing when other people need it. That, yeah, I think the culture of Heart Square, um, when I left the interview, I got really good feeling. Um, from the people that I'd met there was a dog in the office which was a huge tick for me um, so yeah I think it was it offered the opportunity to work in non-profit as a consultant but being supported and having a great team around me as well. How about you SJ? Yeah similar um, really to both of you I worked a bit in non-profit and commercial and it's Heart Square seemed to bring those two pieces together really and I'm heavily motivated by certain causes and seeing you know the portfolio of some of the clients at Heart Square and, and how the breadth of the portfolio base as well and how, just how many clients and across lots of different areas was just really attractive for the role um no two days being the same also I think was another aspect of the role I really liked as well as the consultancy aspect. I've always worked pretty much alone or um, remotely. And I think it wasn't to move into a consultant role wasn't a too big a step for me either. It was something I was kind of already doing without even realizing it in some ways. So I think it just brought together lots of different things, lots of different elements of my experience as well as my personal motivations and interests to to come into the organisation and also be supported um, by that practice and by the team, as you said, Lauren, not going out alone and, and doing all that as well and not necessarily having to worry about the business development side of things as a consultant, which we don't. So, yeah, I've um, similar to what you said, Lauren, I came out of the interview and felt very, very happy, very comfortable um, when we were back at a hop exchange and um yeah, have done ever since, really. So I wonder, um, I, you know, I mentioned about my own sort of personal causes and motivations. What 
what causes and interests you have in the sector and why that's um, why you've wanted to serve the sector really and be connected to the, the third sector. Matt? Um, so yeah and happy for views or you know overlapping kind of uh, thoughts on this. I feel like some of it was connected to my journey through various organisations before I hit Heart Square. So I worked in tele fundraising, street fundraising at the start. Uh, and street fundraising is interesting because you work for a number of charities. So, um, you know, I worked for some large NGOs trying to get people to donate on a regular basis. So probably a lot of things like just, you know, aid, disaster relief, um, supporting heart, um, you know, healthy hearts. You can probably guess the organisations. Um, and then I moved for two years to work with a domestic violence prevention charity at a national level and they did a real strategic brief around kind of quality assurance of services um, for um, victims of domestic abuse uh, and increasingly, you know, various types of harassment. And I felt like that was a real moment as well as doing my job. I became very aware it was something I was very, very passionate about, uh, supporting people with um, that experience. And then I suppose jumping along somewhat, I went from that organisation to work where I worked with Lauren, I should have mentioned that up front, um, which was healthcare regulation. And I feel like there's, there's a sort of a, a part of me that really enjoys the idea that that's about standards and principle. Um, but where we worked, you also were on the phone to people who were struggling with their healthcare and the standards of healthcare they've been given. And they're just normal people, you know, wanting to have a good run of it with um, uh, a dentist, a doctor, you know, a health professional. Um, so I kind of got to know that area and became quite passionate on behalf of, of healthcare in, in that vein. Um, finally, personally, I suppose I, I support charities regularly. I like to fundraise the things that tend to really the heartstrings for me or that I feel are important is always homelessness I sort of feel like it's something I wish we were beyond as a society that it, it got better to that point there are realities there and um, anything to do with children you know for natural reasons but I feel like every child in the world should be protected uh, into adulthood um, and probably the other thing I tend to kind of jump up in my chair about is things like advocacy and um, human rights civil rights just the sense of normal justice in people's lives and how important that is. Yeah. And have you, um, so since being with Heart Square, have you worked with any organisations in that world? You talked about your previous experience and things that you do on the side, but since being with Heart Square, have you had some experience with that too? It, oddly not. I think if you were to ah. draw a couple of broad strokes for me, you would find... Yeah animal welfare <laughs> <laughs> and uh, trade unions so uh, you know other organizations but I feel like yeah you're right I've not had that moment of wow this is core to something that I've, I've actually felt a lot about for a long time um, but you know I, I, uh, I can adopt a cause as readily as the next person <laughs> yeah what about you, Lauren? What have you got yeah. in terms of? Um, I think personally, I've always felt better at the end of the day when I finished work. If 
I know that what I've done has helped to make some difference um, and difference to people or organisations that need it as opposed to you know working in a commercial firm that's solely focused on making money um, and I think I, I enjoy working with the people that are passionate about what they do everybody within Heart Square is very passionate um, about the work that we do about how much we can help organisations and the organisations that we work with as well are passionate, whether it's a charity, a membership organisation. Um, I think we've seen recently with uh, everything that's happening, you know, unions, member organisations working on behalf of um, employees in certain areas really do make a difference and can really provide like the help and support that people need. Um, and I know as well, just how much pressure these organizations are under to make sure that every penny they spend counts that for some organizations they could put a lot of money into new technology that doesn't get the outcome that they wanted you know their return on investment isn't as high and it's not such a big deal because they're money making firm anyway whereas mm. when you're looking at a charity or you're looking at a membership organization or a union they really have to be held accountable for the money that they spend. So when they're spending money on a new system, it has to be implemented properly. They have to have the right partner. And it makes a huge difference to them when it goes right. But we've certainly had projects that we've come in, almost rescue projects where we've seen it going wrong. And it's really, really heartbreaking to know that somebody that's doing really good things with money has spent money unnecessarily and wasted money because the project hasn't gone the way that it should have. Um, so I do feel really strongly about how much added value we can give to an organisation, we can give to a project um, so that they can get the most out of every penny that they spend and help them you know, navigate the landscape that is quite daunting for a lot of our projects, their implementation of CRM systems. And that's really hard for an organisation that may have a legacy system they've been on for 15, 20 years to know where to start, who to look to, what to do. Um, and I think that we really, really provide help to these organisations and a benefit to them um, in a way that I enjoy doing. I enjoy the work that we do. Are there any specific causes? Um... Out, it's in within the sector that you may have worked with being at Heart Square? Yeah, I've been lucky. I have been involved in animal welfare, um, a couple of projects to do with that. There's a couple of projects that I haven't got that I have been a little bit envious of <laughs> colleagues when <laughs> they've got them because um, these organisations I would love to work with. Um, but it obviously depends on your workload and when you're free. So there's been a couple. Um, I think it's been really interesting as well because I never realised some of these charities existed. I'd never heard of them. Um, there's an association for every single thing you can think of, which I really didn't know before. Um, and it's quite nice that it does open your eyes, not even clients that we work with necessarily on a project. But, you know, we have our breakfast briefings. We have people attend those that attend our um, big events, like if they come to Chase or TechSmart. And you speak to people and find out they work for this organisation that you never knew existed. But it's quite amazing that it does and that they're supporting people and helping people. But I'm still very vocal that if any animal 
clients come in that I would quite like to work with them. <laughs> Going back to your point, Lauren, about, you know, organisations that we work with don't have endless pots of money like in the commercial sector. And I think that that's a motivation for all of us at Heart Square, practice-wise from every level to make sure that every penny counts, as you said. Um, because we're all here and we're all motivated to to deliver the best value for money for our clients. Mm -hmm. And the way that we go about approaching things and going into organisations and being very empathetic and compassionate and considerate of those of that culture of each of those organizations contributes to that we're not I don't think any of us are at all um so business-minded to just go in and deliver a project and then sort of say see ya bye and and that's it it's about the value and the soft side to us um as part of delivering that which I see amongst all of us from every level from CEO down yeah, and I think it shows we've had relationships with clients since we started. There's clients that were signed up to us at the beginning, you know, 10 years ago that we still have relationships with, not necessarily have projects with, but, you know, we're still involved and we still provide advice and have contact with them, um, which I think is really nice that we maintain those relationships. And some of the partners as well that we've worked with for years and years and years, um, that solely focus on the non-profit sector and so they're trying to do their bit as well um, in a cost-effective way and I think it's quite nice working with them and having the partners involved as well. Mm. Yeah and I sort of running over my mind that I've seen as a member of an organisation the experience of working with large consultancy organisations mm -hmm. who probably work a lot with the private sector companies and again I would not say sling mud at the approach I think what I value about HeartSquare and, and the sector because I think a lot of those services are applicable they obviously are in the in the not-for-profit sector it's just really that I think HeartSquare certainly in my experience has no agenda to land and expand hmm. um, and also the reputation of HeartSquare is good I believe Yet it's not almost uh, so renowned that it becomes its own kind of topic of discussion, like it can do with some of the larger, you know, the big four or the mm. other larger um, corporate management consultancies. Um, and I think the very simple thing Lawrence said it. It's just I sort of feel like if we've got a mission, um, it's a genuine desire to help. Um, and without that sounding fluffy, I think we've got some some tangible services and um, but it's always to join an organization and help rather than to exercise an overlay at scale where we we do land and it's heavyweight and we want to change everything immediately have you felt um during the course of any of your projects that you sort of start to become a bit absorbed into the organizations that you work with in a, in a good way in a you know, and, and really believing in, and, and, you know, the core, their core mission and what they're there to do. And as you say, you know, supporting through the services that we deliver, supporting those organisations to move forward and make good change. Do you feel like you then sort of take on some of those positive traits 
of those organisations in the course of that delivery of the project? I might go if I may and then really yep. keep to hear what you both think. Um, I, I use we a lot and it's without pretension because I feel like over time I do, you know, you can't help but assimilate and adapt to the organisation you're in two, three days a week plus sometimes. Um, I think where it's interesting for me, and we do talk about this at Heart Square, is for the benefit of clients, you, you, you want to feel like there is a, a remove there and a distance. A, so you can offer the best advice with objectivity, and B, you can be treated in that way rather than sort of just be A, another member of the organisation. So I think in terms of for me, it sort of broadens itself out as a challenge to how are you a consultant in the NFP sector, given, you know, you are working closely with people in an organisation to affect change, but you are not one of those people. So I do enjoy it and I enjoy advocating as part of the group or the network. But I'm, I'm very conscious a lot of the time that um, I have to justify the amount I'm paid and I'm on a, a different kind of expectation to a, a staff member or a, a leader. Lauren? Yeah, I, I agree. I I find myself, you know, when you're talking to third parties, you say we, we, um, because your our job is to get the best for the client. Um, and so, yeah, I certainly find myself doing that. And I don't know, Matt, if you're the same in SJ, but having worked in nonprofit, I I think it's such a benefit doing what we do, having worked in a nonprofit before, because you understand the workings of nonprofits. Um, as I said before, people work in nonprofit because they've got a passion for it, which comes across in a different way, I think, than if you work in a commercial firm. Um, you know, I've again had consultants that I've worked with that have been from a consultancy firm that predominantly works in the private sector and it is very different the way they talk the way they interact with people is very different um which I imagine is how they are in the private sector as a consultant whereas you, it is different working non-profit um and there is always that risk that you do get sucked in and feel like part of the staff um it's a little bit different with COVID because of working from home and not actually being in the office. But certainly if you're going into somebody's office two, three days a week, um, you're hearing their business as usual conversations as well when you're finding out about what's going on in the wider organisation. So, yeah, you do feel like it's nice to feel like you're you know, part of the team. But as Matt said, again, you do have to have that objectivity. You do have to still be, I am a consultant here. And sometimes you have to have tough conversations with clients because mm. what they think that they yeah. want and, or what they think that they need isn't the right choice. And, you know, we have to be quite strong to say, you know, from our experience, this is what we believe. Ultimately, it's always for a client to make a decision. But sometimes you do have to have tough talks with them which I think is harder to do if you're too absorbed into the organisation and don't feel like an external consultant that's there for the purposes of the project. Yeah, it's a brilliant point. It's, um, it's almost outrageous to say, but from my experience working in organisations, I've got a healthy cynicism of consultancy. Yeah. So you're like, I have to behave in that way, but 
checking myself all the time to make sure I don't sound like a land and expand management <laughs> consultant. I don't know. I think, like I say, the consultants I've worked with before have been from big consultancy firms that don't specialise in non-profit. And you, I just think you can tell. There's nobody that I work with at Heart Square that's a consultant in the same way as the consultants I worked with before. And I think that's definitely a good thing for the clients that we work with and the work that we do. Yeah. What about you, SJ? Yeah, similar, similar thoughts, really. I think I'm always conscious that I am the sort of can be perceived as the big, bad consultant, <laughs> expensive person. And um, I'm always making sure that maybe sometimes a little bit too over analytical of myself and how I, I'm presenting myself because on the one hand I want to really assimilate to the client make sure I understand them and they understand me and we have a really good working relationship whilst also maintaining that additional level above that of that objectivity that you said Matt and I think sometimes I don't find them the two sides of myself conflicting but it's just being close enough that the team can really the project team specifically can really understand me understand how, how I work and how the project has been set up and be able to come to me and feel comfortable to have quite um, candid conversations if needed um, and be able to offload at times when things can get really difficult and being part of or one of the team from that mm -hmm. aspect but then also being able to step back and say and have those difficult conversations or, or give that um, guidance and advice that maybe isn't going to go down well because that's also what I'm being paid to do and the value that Heart Square brings to an organization but I'm always wanting to make sure that those that I work with day to day feel like I'm one of the team as well as being over and above that as well mm -hmm. to try and get the best out of people and speak their language really mm -hmm. in a way that to get yeah to motivate people to get the best out of them for the project yeah it's definitely a skill that I when I started the role I don't think I understood what a big skill it would be to be able to do that and it takes some time to kind of find how you are as a consultant and what level you're at with clients and every client's different um so it's from project to project it's different but I don't think before starting Heart Square I quite realized how much of a skill it would be to maintain that balance um, and to and to keep it because we do work with clients for a year year and a half two years so it's a long time to work with somebody um, and we are sometimes out there on our own with clients we have Heart Square we have practice days which are amazing we've got you know all of us have got a buddy and our projects all have sponsors so we definitely have that support but day to day three days a week if you're working with a client that's your work team for most of your mm. working mm. week um so it is yeah tricky to get the balance it's definitely a skill yeah I think that's a, a really great note on which to end the podcast so I'd like to say thank you to Lauren and to Mac um for coming along um and uh back to Ellie and Rob so we really hope you enjoyed the episode. Hopefully it's given you a bit more of an insight on our team and why we are motivated to do what we do. Yeah, thanks, Ellie. I, I'd say the thing, one thing that kind of stood out for me there was 
it's really nice to hear the guys talking about um, membership bodies and the work that they do as well because you know we do serve the whole non-profit sector um, a lot of us have worked for membership bodies in the past as well uh, and we do see them as as important you know maybe charity fundraisers get a bit more focus sometimes but professional membership bodies there are there to serve their industry to serve their cause in exactly the same way and actually they are about you know making society better which is what non-profits are about what we're all about so to hear them say that you know, play that back to us in the context of what motivates them really 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 good to hear actually yeah really really interesting but good to hear yeah definitely i think sometimes when you hear the term non-profits you often automatically just think charities so i think yeah. it's an important side that they've sort of revealed as well that the membership bodies and organizations are there as well and we we do aim to help them and their purpose and um what they would like to achieve so yeah it was really interesting to sort of hear hear their thoughts on that so I think that brings our episode to a close. If you did like this episode, be sure to leave us a review and subscribe to our podcast so you can get notified of all the latest episodes. Don't forget, you can follow us on LinkedIn and Twitter by searching HeartSquare, where you'll find lots more content on leadership, digital, culture, and capability. So we look forward to seeing you on the next episode.